Welcome to On Texas Football, Rapid Reactions Times. I'm Bobby Burton, uh, joined with uh, by Justin Wells. Uh, Rapid Reactions brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Justin, I tell you what, uh, tough loss yesterday for the Longhorns in Dallas, 34-30. to A uh, couple of things that we want to talk about that really boiled down to this game. Uh, what are uh, your initial thoughts on this loss? I think Texas – some of they had some things exposed. I think some of the issues they had the first five weeks, they played well enough in other aspects of the game where they were, you could sweep them under the rug. You weren't, they weren't noticeable. And I think those, those problems were, were put on display today. Um, what, what, what are some of those things that were exposed in your opinion? I, I agree with you, by the way. Um, coverage, coverage on the back end. I thought the corners played well outside of Gavin Holmes. Um, but we know how non-athletic Jaron Thompson and Jalen Catalan and that bunch is. We know Keaton Crawford doesn't always have the right read. Derek Williams might be the best cover guy back there. He's certainly the most athletic. But that was exposed. The interior offensive line did not play great. Now, granted, that was without Jake Majors, you know. And honestly, I thought Connor Robertson played well. I thought he held up a lot better than expected. He did well, and he, he deserves a tip of the cap. But this the, the game was lost on the goal line stand, and it's because Cedric Baxter's the guy that's supposed to be able to make be in that set. And the fact he wasn't for four plays, I get it. He, he was been banged up, but the series before, he had two good runs with, with no limp. I, I, I get Jonathan Brooks. I don't question anything about Brooks at this point, but I would have liked to have seen a little variety down there. I think Texas thought they could run over Oklahoma, and that was not the case. Their D-line was better. Their their linebacker, their linebacker play was better. And honestly, Bobby, Oklahoma came out with more vigor. They came out with more fight. And – the funny part is fans actually thought Oklahoma wasn't going to do that. After being embarrassed last year, that was the that was the easiest prediction. So a lot of a little a lot of little things exposed. And we're talking about a game that Texas almost won. We're talking about a game that Texas played really well in spurts. They made great adjustments in the second half on defense. It was that final drive. Where I he just the 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 sixteen yard completion, the eleven yard completion, the twenty eight, and you're like they got no timeouts. We're not they're they're not using the boundaries at all. These DBs aren't. The middle of the field's open. There was just some things exposed, Bobby. Things that I think Texas can work on. Things that I think Texas can get better at. They hit some adversity. They fought back. I mean, give them credit that the first six minutes of that game was a hell of a drug. <laughs> I mean, that is a great way to the the first six minutes yesterday. I was literally Justin. Uh, I I I made a, I was doing the watch with us for a little bit with uh, Aaron Hogan, and I felt like that was the most topsy turvy first six minutes of a Texas OU game I can remember. I mean, it literally was up, down, sideways, every which way, big plays happening. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. I was chain smoking. I was going with two hands. <laughs> Hey, but listen, but listen, I, I think you need to give Oklahoma credit. I think you need to give Brent Venables credit. This was a good game. And I had a ton of recruits that I talked to after the game yesterday 
where majority of the time we talked to them after a Texas win, they they thought it was a great game. They thought it was a great atmosphere. So in the long run, I think they 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 have a rematch in Arlington. I think these two teams play again, and I I have a 2018 vibe to it. I think Texas is the better team, and it's going to take another matchup in this season for them to prove that. It's interesting. You mentioned exposed, and I and I would say this. It's something I talked about yesterday with uh, Drew and Rod in the post game. Um, safety coverage absolutely exposed. Uh, the tempo exposed the lack of a true pass rush uh, yeah. from a de- Texas defensive line. The only person that got habitual pressure was actually Tavondre Sweat. Sweat from the nothing, middle. Nothing from uh, Ethan Burke. Nothing from uh, uh, Baron Sorrell, really, of note. Uh, Byron Murphy did not have a great game. Alfred Collins flashed a little, had a, a pass batted down. Uh, but the the front four for the Longhorns did not do good. Uh, and then I thought linebackers were exposed. I mean, on that final oh. touchdown, David Benda had the guy in the back of the end zone, and uh, he I think he got caught with his eyes just looking at the quarterback uh, and not paying attention to what he needed to be doing. And uh, uh, for that reason, uh, Oklahoma uh, comes uh, – one of those reasons, uh, Oklahoma comes away with the win. Uh, to your point, uh, another exposed piece, you're right – uh, was the red zone not just that that four downs in the in the red zone that was the, probably the most uh, poignant minute of the game or point of the game right yeah. and not being able to do that but I, I thought they had you know they were only one of three in the red zone on Saturday and Justin furthermore Oklahoma was six of six in the red zone and if you want to talk about something that was a difference in the game I thought it was the the production of OU in the red zone versus the lack of production by Texas in the red zone. Of course, you add things on there like Quinn Ewers uh, and his uh, two picks, one of which was just a really bad throw. Uh, Another one was an off throw uh, that got ricocheted for an interception. But, uh, you know, Quinn Quinn did not have a good first half, uh, but rebounded. Let's talk about some of the positives we saw as well as some more of the the negatives and what we think uh, negatives, I say, critiques, to be fair, because – uh, to your point, Texas was in the end of the game the last minute. Uh, this uh, this episode's brought to you guys uh, by uh, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, the Lowy Law Firm uh, is a uh, insurance. Uh, in, it is a uh, law firm that focuses on serving its clients who have been injured in a car wreck or on the job. Uh, if you need someone to talk to and get a free consultation, if you've been injured on the job or in a car wreck. Call Adam Lowy at 512-280-0800 or visit LowyLawFirm.com. Justin, uh, some of the positives. Quinn Ewers bounced back. After the first quarter? Yes. He was 8 for 8 in the second quarter. Yeah. He was 19 for 19 at one point in the game. Yeah. Uh, He he finished the game with uh, 31 of 37. But I tell you what, Justin, what was very interesting to both – to, to all of us, I think, is we've seen some good quarterbacks fold in that atmosphere and fold under pressure. He bounced back. That gives me feel that maybe this is something that Texas and the offense can build on. They've got to get to work, though, I think, in the red zone and creating more points in short yardage, whether that's using Savion Red, maybe in more Wildcat situations, uh, whether that's uh, using uh, Cedric Baxter. Uh, and more more of those situations as well. You can't get too cute on the goal line. Texas needs a a uh, 
they need to get better uh, in in red zone. What what are your thoughts about Ewers and his bounce back today? All right, I, mean, I thought up to this game, their their play in the red zone has been great. It was just this particular day. Uh, Ewers bounced back. Yeah, yeah, he had two bad bad throws. That throw to Jatavian Sanders was not a good throw. And, and it left him wide open to get popped by his buddy, his high school friend, Billy Bowen, of all kids. Uh, but Quinn settled down. You know, Texas had no problem moving the ball, especially vertically, especially in the air. It's once they got down to the 20 or 30-yard line, they started kind of having a little bit of issues. Um, Jonathan Brooks, to me, you know, deserves so much applause. I, I, I can't understand how just how good he has played this year. But that goal line deal, I, I'm a Brooks fan. I'm sold. But that's C.J. Baxter's role, Bobby. Or that's a Savion Red. That's a red alert uh, package because you got to tuck your head. You got to hit the hole and go through it like a keyhole through smoke. Smoke through keyhole. You got to get through that. He did it in the spring game, and you and I even talked about it. I think yep. Coach Irwin even acknowledged it. You got to be able to line up on that goal line, put your head down, and go. And I thought that's what Baxter could do. Um, I was disappointed that they did, I didn't see that. But I think Sark kind of just thought, we'll get in. They'll get in. You know, and, and give the Sooners credit. Listen, this was a bunch that was humbled last year. And Venables had them ready to play. I thought they played with their hair on fire. I thought the linebacker play was good, but yes, Quinn came back, played well. The offense, I don't think they have a red zone problem, to be honest with you. I think they had a few instances in this game yesterday where they had an issue getting it in. Jatavian Sanders not being 100%, that's a guy that catches half those touchdowns when you're in that red zone. Gunnar Helm proved the tight end, proves that because he caught his first one down there. I think that hurt him a little bit, and you know what? Xavier Worthy was about a quarter inch from, from, from getting in that end zone. That's how close that game was. Not to mention, he didn't get in. I think his I think his behind was on the ground about a quarter inch before the ball crossed. But the kid's face mask was, was basically ripped off. And I'm not getting into the rest. I thought it was bad both sides. But ultimately, that's just, you know, some positive takeaways. I, Brooks and those guys could, 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 did so much. The defense, man. I thought they adjusted in the second half, Bobby. Up into that last drive, especially in the fourth quarter, PK and those guys were dialed up. That, you know, here, here's the reality. You talk about Texas has been okay in the red zone. They haven't been okay scoring touchdowns, Justin. They're a hundred, ranked 100-plus 100 in touchdowns per red zone attempt okay. right now. And now yeah, that, that's bad. So even though even though they could have come away with points um, in, in two of those three, uh, they came away with none twice. Uh, that I don't know that that was ultimately the difference in the game, uh, but it certainly impacted the game. Uh, Texas has to get better uh, there. Uh, I felt like they just did not have a good first quarter. Uh, without the blocked punt, Justin, this game could have been lopsided early, and Texas would have been fighting from behind for a long period of time. Uh, but uh, at least the Longhorns came back. Had a chance to win the game. I mean, to be to be fairness, to be fair, had a hundred percent chance to win the game. We're up uh, with just a minute fifteen left. Um, any and, and, and the problem we thought about going into this game was special teams play. Yeah, and Bert Auburn erased that. You know, you mentioned if they don't have the block punt, if Bert Auburn reverts back to what he was the last two weeks, that's another reason this game could have gotten out of hand. 
no doubt. Hey, uh, just another another question for you as it relates to that. Okay, uh, Texas uh, and a critique potentially of what they decided to do uh, on defense on that final drive. Uh, they rushed three at one point, then they rushed four. They didn't really try to light up Dylan Gabriel early. Do you Great think that was a, Do you think that was a uh, bad decision? I, yes. In retrospect, in retrospect, we know it was a bad decision. Yes, because the previous three possessions, Texas. Texas had stuffed them. Maybe no, no, no. It might have been the previous four possessions. Texas had stuffed them. They had found they had got better gap control. They had played press man. They played up on the receivers more. So it gave them that five yard cushion, which all Gabriel was doing was hitting them on a 10, 15 yard comeback or stop. They were up on that. Baron, Jade Baron remains elite. That guy is, you want to talk about a guy that's going to be missed from this defense next year? That's Mr. Barron. And so I, there were some positives there with the defense, but to not be aggressive, I get why PK did that. You know, it's the last drive. They have no timeouts. You know, they all the pressure was on them, but he forgot that there's a quarterback over there making his 47th start in college football. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Showed some glimpses of Steve Young running the ball. I, I was having a BYU flashback. If Taysom Hill would have come out of the stands, I would have not been surprised. <laughs> and so there's some things to work on for sure, Bobby. But, man, there was – there was they played bad, and they still almost won against, I think, a very improved, very enthusiastic Oklahoma team. Yeah, and absolutely. a source of mine, buddy, used to coach with, with Art Bryles and that bunch – they ran that beer and shoot. I was told Jeff Levy called an incredible game today. I don't know if that's been mentioned. I don't know if that's been written about, but I think those guys, you got to give them credit. They knew what they could do. They knew what they worked with, and Gabriel was the X factor. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, they even it created some uh, interesting run plays with direct snaps uh, that put uh, Texas off, uh, caught Texas off guard. Uh, each of the direct snaps I thought worked well for Oklahoma. Uh, they did a bunch of stuff that that they don't normally do. Of course, their quarterback doesn't normally run for 100-plus yards either and have 14 carries. That's the most carries to, uh, Dylan Gabriel has had in, in a game. Uh, so that He had 98 yards coming into this game. He had 110 yards by the third quarter. Yep. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, anything else that you thought was exposed? Maybe the linebackers a little bit and David Benda. Um, I thought – Perhaps uh, Texas. Listen, I, I, I want to say this. So Quinn Ewers is getting sacked quite a bit. Now they're not these big, long, deep snap sacks. They're more coverage sacks, I think. 
So they're not these immediate buzz. Yeah. Um, anything else that you, you would say in that regard? Well, DJ Campbell missed a few. If you if you rotate on him, if you slide on him and he can get you, they I think OU identified the weak link on the O line and they kind of went after that. And if that's DJ or if that's Hayden Connor, then so be it. And obviously you didn't expect Jake Majors to go out, but I don't think there was a lot of drop off with Connor Robertson, to be totally honest. I think that kid did did really well. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't. I'm not in the overanalyzing part of it yet. I thought about it. I've slept on it, and after kind of going through it a little bit more this morning, I figured out this. They they played a bad game. They didn't execute in certain areas. Sart took 100 of the responsibility. He said they should have been much more multiple. They should have done more things with motion. He was right. I think they came in a little a little overconfident because of what they did last year. And and here's the thing. Sark made a comment before the game that I thought was interesting. He said, you know, we're not doing stuff based off of emotion. We're doing it off of execution because, you know, because the highs and lows of stuff like that. I think that's why they had a hard time in the first quarter because Oklahoma brought emotion and Texas was just kind of almost handling it like it was business as usual. And, buddy, the state fair by 11-15 – it's not business as usual. It's a fist fight in Oklahoma through the first few haymakers. Hey, you, you listened to Sark and uh, his uh, press conference post game, also the the players that were made available, uh, et cetera. Anything else catch your catch your ear uh, in particular, Justin? Yeah, the defense really thought they were going to get a final stop. Like Jalen Ford, listen, uh, Jalen Ford did not play a good game. Right. That was the he wasn't invisible, but he was frozen. There was there was some go back and watch. There there was some plays that surprised me a little bit with with Ford. And and, and you know, everyone's prone to a bad game and, and Jalen's certainly deserving. He, you know, he's done a ton. But I was, you know, texting with a few of actually former players that, that still currently play in the league, kind of about some of the some of the clips of the games, and they said, Man, listen. Jalen Ford, something's something's not right. He didn't play that well. David Bender, like you said, got a little crossed up back. Anthony Hill, I thought, played spectacular. Like, honestly, Anthony Hill was sideline to sideline. He was uh, – when he was sound, he was really good. Um, but Ford, Ford had a hard time. Ford had yeah. a hard time. Bender had a hard time. The quick quarterback – the lanes, the splits, that first half was a master class in the Art Browser and shoot. And that was that was something that just it gave Oklahoma too much momentum. And when they got that field goal, when they got that lead going into the half and they got the ball coming out, they had their chest stuck out. They had the momentum. And that's I think the last 11 times the, the team that went in at halftime as the as 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 in the lead won it 10 times, make that 11 out of 12. Got it. Uh, I want to say thanks one more time uh, to Adam Lowy and Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for decades. If you've been injured on the job or in a car wreck, give him a call 512-280-0800 or visit him at LowyLawFirm.com. And remember, call him. You get a free consultation if you've been injured on the job or in a car wreck. Hey, Justin, I'm, I tell you what, I, I think that yesterday the Longhorn fan base took one on the chin. 
that's my general opinion. Uh, Texas did not uh, play their best game, but showed that they, they're competitive with just about anybody, right? Absolutely. Um, where, do you, where do you see Texas going from here? Does this team have the mental fortitude, you think, to snap back after a week off and come back and play? Or uh, is this a team that, that you know, is going to have issues? I mean, look. Texas, there's no doubt they'll be favored in the remainder of their games, in my opinion, so long as they keep winning. They they will be. Nobody right. else in the Big 12 looks as good, looks at, like they do, or even Oklahoma does. Right exactly. Um, what are your thoughts in that regard? I think because the conference is down, Texas is, like you said, they're not only going to be favored. There's too many veterans in this group. I think the buy-in is too high. Listen, I think this bye week is coming at a really good time. And I would have said you think, that. You think so? Because I thought it was coming at a bad time. You no, because CJ Baxter needs a bye week. Ryan Watts needs a bye week and another week. Uh, you've got some guys that you want to get right. you got some guys Jake that are – Calvin Banks went into this game dinged up. Jake Majors, we don't know what's going to happen there. I think the bye week's coming at the right time because it's going to let them reassess. Listen, instead of going the next two weeks without a game and on a win, they got to think about a loss. That's going to help. Houston hasn't been that formidable this year, and so I think going down to Robertson Stadium in a couple weeks will be good for them to, to, to hopefully go down there and, and, and take care of a, of a, a below-average team. Um, it's just the conference is down. Now, granted, TCU could sneak up and buy them. Kansas State could sneak up and buy them. Texas Tech could could sneak could sneak up and buy them. But I think their eyes were open today. It was almost like, look, we played bad and we still almost won. That to me can tell you as much as a blowout loss. I really, I I am of the opinion here that a blowout loss or any kind of loss. It's hard to sit on that for a week and a half, two Ooh. weeks. Uh, and that's what's going to be asked of them. They're going to have to be mature about it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, Longhorns, though, uh, fall to five and one, Justin. Uh, like I said, I think Texas fans took this one on the chin. Uh, definitely a winnable game. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian will tell you they, they had over 500 yards of total offense. Quinn Ewers finished 31 of 37. If it weren't for the two picks and the fumble – I mean, we'd be talking about Quinn Ewers in the possible Heisman contention after yeah. a game like that. Uh, that's how good he was at times. Uh, I, I just felt like it wasn't all there. And I think uh, we, we started this video talking about getting exposed. I thought they were exposed in the secondary, particularly at safety. And I think they were exposed as tacklers in the open field. Yes. Um, yes. And – a lot of extra yardage, uh, yard after contact on those quick, short throws. Jade uh, Barron, even though he did have a, a good overall game, he was actually blocked well for the first time in that that short, short yardage stuff. And he took a couple shortcuts that ended yeah. up giving um, OU some stuff. Uh, the the pass rushers, you know, it's one thing. Um, uh, it's one thing if you expect a guy to run a bunch, but OU. Uh, really showed that Texas was getting out of its lane in pass rush. Absolutely. Um, and that was that was probably something that was exposed. You don't really worry about JT Daniels or that big kind of uh, Wyoming quarterback uh, or 
some of those guys really taking off and running, but that was exposed. Um, you know, I, I think about it, turnovers, red zone execution, uh, poor defense when it called for it. Uh, that, that was the, that was a recipe for a loss, uh, in, uh, the cotton bowl on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Justin, any, any final thoughts for you? Anything from the other things from the players that, that you heard that you were really interested in or talk, took, uh, took note of? They, they, they took responsibility. There wasn't a whole woe is me attitude. It was, you know, like I said a few other times, you know, the, the sentiment was basically we didn't play very well and we still, you know, had the lead with a minute and 10 seconds left in a big time rivalry game with the likely going to be a top 10 team next week. I think Texas falls out of the top 10. I think they probably go to 11. Even 12. with Alabama beating AM, pretty, I mean, that was, I don't know that the score was indicative. Actually, Bama, Bam, I think Bama outplayed them completely. Yeah, I know. I, I did too. And I think it's, Texas is going to be 11, 12, 13, something like that. I, Texas should be ranked ahead of Alabama, though, is my point. And they probably won't be. They won't be. Yeah, they I, I don't be. think they will be because, I mean, it's Alabama. And Jalen Milrow is playing really well. Uh, but I mean, I get your point, obviously, because of the head-to-head. Yeah, absolutely. But but Texas, I think they're I think they'll get back in the top ten after a few weeks, winning a few more games. Like I said, the schedule's the schedule's not. You got to go out and do it. Yeah. And and Texas is one of those groups. Once they get back out there and get back, they'll be just fine. I, I think this team's going to be fine. This isn't like the last two years, Bobby. I think this team will recover. I think this team will make a run. And I honestly, to honest to God. About the third quarter, I texted Joe Cook, our trusty inside, our uh, uh, managing editor, and I said, you know, Texas and OU are probably going to meet up in Arlington. And that was before knowing the outcome. I think these are the two best teams in the conference, and I think they showed it again today. Here's one thing I will say to you about this. 2018 vibe, Bobby. O- only two teams that uh, had a potent – that I think have a real potent big-time offense in the Big 12 are Kansas and OU. And then obviously Texas has one as well, but the only opponents that are in that category, Kansas and OU, Texas doesn't play anybody like that the rest of this year, in my opinion, that can yeah. really just open up. And if they hit it right, they get going on a triple option like Kansas or Dylan Gabriel gets hot. It'll be interesting uh, to see, because I think that this is going to now play into a really interesting situation. Texas has to come out focused uh, and get some things fixed on defense and uh, tackle better. Uh, execute better in the red zone as well. All right, uh, Justin, I appreciate you. Uh, guys, for those who don't know, uh, Justin and I work for InsideTexas.com. That's your source for Texas football and recruiting news each and every day. Uh, dozens of articles. Uh, we're, we're at it daylight to dark uh, each and every day. A lot of recruiting news. Texas like offered, a religion. Yeah, Texas offered Z- Xavier Filosimi yesterday, the big uh, safety uh, out of the Dallas area. He's originally been committed to Florida. Uh, we've got the interviews and have talked to him and dozens of others uh, recruits that were in Austin or excuse me, in uh, Dallas at the Cotton Bowl for the game. Uh, but anyways, OTF, use promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23 for two months for just $1 of a subscription. That's OTFIT23. Use, uh, that's two months for $1. All right, Justin, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, I'll see you again tomorrow, I believe. Uh, For Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been on Texas Football Rapid Reactions, brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Have a good one, guys.